Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it. Go to anchor.fm start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast. Today it's going to be me and Jomaida. We're going to be going over a few things about the dispute process. So how's it going, Jomaida? Good, good. Everything is good. Hi, everyone. It's great to be back. And um, it's exciting to do this. I'm liking it more every time. So, Jasmine, what are we talking about today? So today we're going to jump right into the talking about the dispute process, right, and how how that whole dispute process works, the do's and don'ts, and just basically what how people should, um, right, do the dispute process in, in mm-hmm. general. Okay, great. So um, you've been in credit repair. We've both been credit repair, I guess, I, I want to say for more than, than 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. right? We both started off as processors at some mm-hmm. point, yeah. sitting down, learning the process, working on over thousands of, of different disputes and, and looking at thousands of different credit reports in the time that we've been here. So can uh, you start off by just giving us, you know, a description of what the dispute process is? Okay. Yeah. So basically the dispute process is just reviewing a credit report, identifying what's obviously incorrect, what's negative, what's missing. So we identify this, um, these things in the report and we just input this data that we need to verify with the credit bureaus and we create letters, dispute letters um, and dispute reasons to attach to each piece of data. Um, and we basically just are just asking the credit reporting agencies to verify and to validate this information for correction or removal if needed. Perfect, yes. So it, it's basically streamlined, but you have to have some kind of knowledge when it when it comes to this. It's not, um, you know, like uh, just something that everyone could do it, but you still have to have a little bit of knowledge of, of what you're right. doing. Um, in the process and you need to know what the credit bureaus request from the clients also because mm-hmm. right uh along with your disputes you have to send out documentation and all mm-hmm. and um several other pieces of information so that way right. that information uh could be verified now um right we have the first round disputes and multiple disputes after that right um so let's kind of let's touch a uh, point on the difference like of a round one and what we would do when it comes for that first initial dispute process and then let's move forward on talking about how we how we would perform um, an update once we reach that 30 to 45 day uh, time frame right yeah so so just like you were saying i mean there um there's for every process, there's the right way to do it, you know, and um, there isn't one specific way to do it, but there are things that need to be taken into consideration. I think we're going to be touching points on that when we get to um, talking about our the factual dispute methodology. Right. And uh, so we're going to be talking about that a little later. But um, so when we work around one versus when we work on update, that I mean, we're doing kind of like the same process. We're verifying the report, creating letters, identifying what's 
what needs to be um, verified and corrected. But um, the difference is when we get a, a round one, right, we, we're starting uh, the brand new process. So we get a report and we review it and we're inputting data into the system um, and sending a letter to start a process. So that's brand new information we're just inputting to the system. When we get an update now, that's um, that's a little different because we already have information in the system. Uh, what we need to do is pull a new update report and see if there were any changes done. If those first set of letters, they um, made the bureaus uh, caught their attention and they decided to review and update that information. So it, it takes a little bit more time so, because we need to go line item by line item, meaning the account information that, that I'm in, in the report and comparing what's in this new report versus what is on the system that we already disputed. So if, if there is any type of change, we update the system, right? Um, and when I talk about the system, we use, we use software to input this data and create the letters. So I have a database of information with this account where I go by account number or identifying these different accounts. And if there was, let's say I had a late payment in an account and now I see a review and that uh, late payment has been removed. I, I need to mark that account as repaired. If there isn't any other uh, piece of information that needs to be disputed in this account, um, if there is new information, new negative information, I need to input that new information so that it, it's part of the dispute process again. So an update takes up a, a little bit longer and a little bit more detail. Right, you're you're absolutely right. I, I feel the same way. I feel that in the round round one, it's more just kind of starting your process, kind of mm -hmm. really looking in to see what the client has negative. And once you see what they have, it's just a matter of inputting. And and at least with our software, it makes it super easy to identify what's negative and what's not, and mm -hmm. have that imported in a matter of seconds. So right. that's um, you know the round one does. Uh, come out to be a lot uh, quicker and easier and you know I totally agree with updates updates you have to really really um, look at all these accounts and identify what your dispute what you said on your disputes if there was any changes or updates mm -hmm. to it so um, you know I, I really feel that with the update it does take a little bit more time and mm -hmm. you know you do have to kind of really analyze what what's going to be your next move now <laughs> right Right, right. And um, I mean, when when you have a software like the one we have at SCORE, it, it's it's kind of easier because, like you said, we were able to import the report so the data entry is less. But when right. you have to manually do this this work, it, it, it takes quite some time. Oh, it's killer. <laughs> yeah we've been there done that yes no and I remember years before even software mm -hmm. existed uh, everything was done Manual. manually just by writing it on you know on right. a word document and that can take you hours I mean mm -hmm. you really mm -hmm. have to make sure that the data that you're entering is actually accurate right, uh, right? and like all of us we're all human we all make human errors mm -hmm. there can be typos there can be um, information that we uh, could miss an entering correctly, but with having a software, for example, like our score CEO, we limit that and streamline that. So there won't be that type of um, human error because of that uh, automation of having those accounts um, inserted exactly how it appears on the credit report. So that information exactly how it's showing up on the client's report. Yeah. And, and the, not only is it imported automatically, but the software has the um, the intelligence of highlighting these right. negative accounts. So it's actually doing the analysis for you. So you just import and right there, you can just start reviewing and everything that's highlighted, it's what you need to pay attention to. Right. So, I mean, and, and speaking 
about the dispute process, you know, if you're doing an, uh, an audit or analysis for, um, for a client because you're on the consultation, then the software also has a section for the credit audit in which you can prepare a document with an analysis of that full credit report where you can sit down with the client and just discuss it. We're, we're talking about the dispute process. So in terms of the dispute process, the, the software has an importer it inputs the data, it highlights it for you. So basically you just have to review and create your letters, which takes your, your work time from maybe half an hour, 45 minutes down to maybe what, 10 minutes, 15? Yep, I, I think 15 is, is it, you kind of just taking mm -hmm. your sweet time. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but you're absolutely right. You can have a first round done in a matter of 10 to 15 minutes. And that's, and I say 10 to 15 minutes, and that's including some of our processes because we do mm -hmm. additional things. Like yeah. we do well, we, um, an opt out for, for example, for our, our, um, our consumers that, you know, that's something completely different that some people don't do, but we mm -hmm. add that onto, to our process that we feel that's beneficial for the client during, yeah. you know, while they're doing the credit rep uh, repair process. Yes. So, I mean, taking taking aside some of the things that we do when when uh, we work for all our clients that outsource, uh, I'd say I dare to say that you can do a first round in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Just because of how automated the system is mm -hmm. and, you know, just going to make it a lot easier for you. Yes, definitely. So, I mean, uh, an update is also going to take a, a few more minutes, but still having it, the, the system import and just having the information there, it, it's, it saves a lot of time. Oh, um, yes, of course. So, I mean, now we were talking about, and, and this is the point where um, now that we talk about our software and, and, and outsourcing, we mentioned outsourcing, uh, which is a service that we have. Um, we follow um, our CEO, Joshua Gramona's factual dispute methodology. So yes. Jasmine, what, what, what can you tell us? What is the factual dispute methodology? Of course, yeah. So the factual dispute methodology is just um, a different way of approaching accounts. So when we do our uh, factual dispute methodology, we're analyzing each account, but we're looking for certain pieces of information that can either be uh, missing or obviously incorrect in between the bureaus. Now, on top of that, we're also using not assertive statements. So we're never compromising none of our clients by saying this account is not mine or doesn't belong to me. And the reason we want to do that is because for any given reason, God forbid, let's say that the, the creditor was to sue that person because they're falsely saying that that account is not theirs when it actually is theirs. They can get into a lot of trouble because of that. But the way that we process is we're just um, with the factual uh, dispute portion of it where we were um, assuming something could be incorrect and we're asking for verification and validation on that information. Right. So, so basically we're just, uh, we're not saying something, we're just putting the doubt there. <laughs> so, right. Because, and, and that's, I mean, we're, we're like using, uh, we're in uh, inside the law because we're, I mean, the consumer has the right to ask for verification and validation because uh, the credit reporting agencies are supposed to be reporting accurate information that, that's verifiable. If you cannot verify information that you're reporting, you're not supposed to be reporting it because how do you know it's accurate? So exactly. that's what we're using um, to do our process. Right, right. Yeah, and, and, and it's pretty, you know, I, I feel that it's the best process to go by, just mm -hmm. because you're ensuring that, that, you know, you're keeping your client in, in, in a good standing, you know, you're not, you're mm -hmm. not compromising you know, your right. clients or CROs or anything like that, you're making sure that, that you're not saying false information. 
Right, right. And um, just so that um, our audience have an idea, can, can you give one example of what uh, a factual dispute reason sounds like? Okay, yeah, I, I'll, get, I'll definitely give you an example. So for example, right, when we first look at an account, we're going to pinpoint what we feel is either missing or incorrect between the bureaus. And once I figure what that information is, then I would start creating my factual dispute instruction. So I would say something like, uh, please verify the date open and the account number. Uh, there seems to be um, incomplete or um, inaccurate data. Please verify and, and if there's any mistakes, uh, please remove. So there you can see I'm just saying what I think could be incorrect and what I want them to do with that information. Um, you know, I want them to verify and at the same time, I want them to proceed to delete if there's any wrongful information. So it's just a matter of, of creating a statement that um, doesn't do any compromising and at the same time requests what you want them to do and pinpoints out what you're finding to be um, incorrect based on what you're seeing on the report. Perfect. And, and it's not complicated at all. It's something very simple. It's very easy. And I mean, anyone can do that. And you're not compromising your client, like Jasmine says. And um, the bureaus, you're telling the bureaus what you need them to do, and they need to do it. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's actually very important because, you know, when you're looking at each account, not all the accounts are the same. Not all the information is mm -hmm. going to be the same. Not right. all the time you're going to be looking at account and say, okay, I'm going to use, for example, this same dispute reason for everything. I've seen that many times other um, yes. people when they're first joining us um, in our team saying like joining our outsourcing team, say, you know, when I look at their dispute reasons, they're all the same thing. And mm -hmm. well, uh, what we want to do or, or what we recommend everyone to do is uh, try to make it as unique as possible. And that's why I like our process because since mm -hmm. every account is different, we make our dispute instructions unique to each um, type of account, making it more realistic, making it seem that, you know, you're actually looking at that, that data that's there and you're not just saying something for them to verify. And, um, you know, our, our, at least on our end, you know, our team are, are trained to look at a credit report as if it was theirs, mm -hmm. right? And, and to say, right. okay, and that's how I look at it. That's how I was, that's how, how I was taught. So everybody before yeah. I look at, I look at if it was mine, I'm like, what's this? Why does this say this? And this one mm -hmm. say this, or why does Equifax say this information experience says this information? So right. for so something has to be wrong. One of them mm -hmm. has to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, and like you said, I mean, um, ever I remember when we started and, and at first it for me it was like oh my god how am I going to come up with all these instructions because we are we were required to create a new set of dispute reasons for each account type on a monthly basis yes so <laughs> that means that the dispute reasons that I used last month I'm not using them this month because I'm creating a new document to use this month and that's and that's the 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 beauty of this process of this methodology. I mean, we uh, we assure you that uh, whatever dispute reason I used for account A last month is not going to be used in, on account A this month. It may be used right. in account Z, but not in account A. Right. And right. the same thing happens with the letters. We have uh, hundreds of dispute letter templates. And um, these templates are the way they're inputted into our system, the way they work. They will pull the account information and they will pull the dispute reason as, as well. So, uh, and that's in-house um, dispute processing I'm talking about. And um, so whether it's imported or whether it's a manual process, having a set of dispute reasons that are under the factual dispute methodology concept, it's, it's beneficial um, for your client and, and for yourself as, as, a, as a credit card company. Yeah, I know. And it gives you, you know, a, a base to go through, you know, it gives you a structure. Uh, a lot of the times, um, you know, sometimes 
you don't know where where to start. You know, there's companies that even though they've been doing it for years, when each report is unique or each report is specified mm-hmm. for each person, each account is different. So, um, you know, it, it's always it's always something that when you're looking at an account, you're saying, okay, what what am I supposed to attack here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with that dispute methodology, it makes it easy to pinpoint what uh, yeah. what you should be looking at and what you should be be targeting. Yeah, you, you learn to look at the account in a different way. Right. I mean, at the beginning, at the beginning, I would look at an account. I'm like, okay, what am I looking at? What am I looking right. for? <laughs> so learning this process, I mean, uh, now I see an account and I see more than a uh, more than 10 items, pieces of data that I can dispute. I mean, right. And that's... Um, you know, you have the account number, the account name. If it's a collection, you have the original creditor plus the collection agency name. You have the date of last activity, date reported, uh, based on the uh, uh, on the date of last activity or the date reported. You can um, see if it's over the statute of limitation based on the on the state you're in, and uh, but that inquires a little bit uh, of more. Uh, knowledge right in, in that area but still you have so many pieces of data and, and, it, and it doesn't sometimes we just look for what's obviously negative like okay it's a charge off yeah but why is Experian saying that my last activity date was on March 1st and then TransUnion is saying it was on March 31st Right. So when was it? Exactly. So that's that's incorrect. So that makes the account reporting one of the two is inaccurate. And that's something that you can dispute. Yep. And that's where you can streamline and you can find your disputes. And, and you know, you're not just limited to one thing, you know, to one item type. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can send multiple. You can request multiple. Um, right. And, you know, and, and you don't have to be scared if they if you receive a letter back saying, oh, we verified this and we're not going to verify it anymore, which is a lot of questions that a lot of uh, of our clients access mm-hmm. say, hey, it says not that they're not going to verify anymore. Well, they probably not going to verify that that specific information that we requested, but we're going to ask them to verify something else now. Something else. So they have to continue to verify because um, it's your right. It's your right to be able mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to request verification or validation on any piece of information you have on your report. Yeah, and they're obligated by law to verify. I mean, if you're telling me like uh, to to set a visual on what Jasmine just explained, I mean, if they tell me that they're not going to verify the date open, okay, well then verify the status. Right. <laughs> you need to verify the status because I didn't ask you to verify the status before. Now you need to provide this new piece of data that I'm asking you about. Right. It's the same account, but it's not the same piece of data. Right. So they have to verify it. Right. Right. And I mean, there's a lot of, uh, of details. So even though um, anyone can do it, there's obviously some knowledge involved in this uh, uh, to be able to, to do it the right way. And when I say the right way, I mean to not hurt the client or the customer or yourself, if you, if you want to do it yourself, you know, right. there is a, the right, a right way to do the process so that we are compliant and with the law in terms of dispute processing. And, and sometimes, uh, I mean, credit repair, I mean, there's a lot of people who wants to help other people uh, get to the financial health that they are um, uh, longing to be. So that is why uh, we not, uh, not only do we offer software as a service, which is Score CEO, for anyone who wants to start their own business or for existing credit pair companies that want a complete software that where they can do everything in one place. But we also offer outsourcing services. So outsourcing is one of our departments and just so you know jasmine is the manager of this department so jasmine can you define for us what is outsourcing 
in, in SCORE? Sure. So basically the outsourcing services that we offer at SCORE is we help you manage your dispute process. So instead of you having to do the dispute process or having the full knowledge of how to do the factual uh, dispute methodology, or even knowing, like Jemaida said, you have to have some knowledge behind um, what you're doing. The factual dispute methodology is the base, but you have to know what you're doing, right? To make sure that um, you're providing the best service for your clients. Our outsourcing department, our team is fully trained in the credit repair area. So when it comes to outsourcing, what we do is uh, you would provide us all of your clients' data right, right through the software. Uh, the data would be just uh, their personal information uh, inside of the system, a credit report, and their documentations. From that point, we take over on the file, and we do the dispute process for you. We would handle the disputes. We would analyze the credit reports, do the input, um, the input of the data. Uh, we would create the factual dispute methodology uh, reasons. We would do the creation of the letters, the printing, the stuffing, and the mailing. So we would do the complete process. Now, after we do the printing process, it goes basically through a quality department. They check that, that everything's added on. Uh, the documentation is added on to the letter, that the documentations are printed out right, the letters are printed out right, the information matches the documentation. And that's a process that's done at the beginning, but it's just a quality control and that we do afterwards. And then after that's done, we mail out the letters and we continue to do that for you into the client. Uh, you either you stop the services with them or they've completed it or they're done with the credit repair process. So it's just a matter of, of taking the load off of your hand. And that way you can focus and rather sitting down and focusing on the dispute process. Now you're focusing on, um, on selling, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, the dispute process is uh, time consuming, no matter what, mm -hmm. even with uh, a software that does um, everything like Jemaida mentioned, you still have to have someone or you still have to sit down and, and do the work. Uh, right. So um, even if you take 10 to 15 minutes uh, doing an initial dispute and let's say you take 15 or 20 minutes doing an update, but if you have five clients this month and next month you have another five and another five and you continue to grow <laughs> your business, your time is going to be consumed now working on files and it's going to take you out of the sales. So it's either, you know, and you could do both, but, um, you know, why not just focus on sales and let the outsourcing team take care of the, the processing for processing and for you. Yeah. And I mean, it's beneficial because you could, like you said, you could try to do both things, but at some point, one of the two is going to get affected because there's no time. Right. <laughs> so either um, doing, if, if you focus on disputing your 10 to 15 clients that you have due for this month, that's um, times 30 minutes each there won't be time, enough time for you to market, to sell, to assist clients, maybe new consultations, maybe try to close deals. So if you don't sell, you won't have a, there will be a point where you won't have a business. Right. So outsourcing, I say, it, it's, it's a good option for companies or client or right clients that look forward to growing to really have a, a, a business where they can grow they can have um, clients they can expand right so why should you outsource it's very simple so that you have time to market your business and sell you need to sell to keep your business open and to be able to keep on helping the people you want to help. So, you know, uh, it's outsourcing is a helping hand. That's how you should look at it. And what better way that to handle your customers to a company that has the knowledge and has experience for over a decade, 20 years, I mean, our, our newest employee has been with us for about six years. Mm -hmm. And we have continuous training and um, 
So they, they really know what they're doing. We, like Jasmine said previously, we look at the report as, uh, as if they were our own. So we take, we will take good care uh, of your clients. So eh. go ahead. Yeah, no, and especially if, if you're a startup, if you're new in the credit mm -hmm. repair space, you know, um, as you're starting with any business, as you're starting, you're probably a, a one-man team or, or, or mm -hmm. two, you know, you um, probably a, a small business starting up and, you know, the cost can, can you know, cost is going to occur. And if you have to hire a whole team, you know, maybe at the beginning, it's, um, it could be a little bit difficult to manage um, all that while you're learning uh, the process also. Mm -hmm. So outsourcing is, you know, beneficial for, for, for anyone, but for startups, it's really, really beneficial um, because yeah. you already have someone that, that has the knowledge that knows what they're doing and they're going to take out your disputes in a timely fashion. Um, they're not going to be delayed for, uh, you know, more than four days or anything like that. It's, go it's going to be taken out as, you know, as soon as, as, as possible. Yes, definitely. And, um, I mean, benefits of outsourcing, like we've mentioned before, I mean, you're going to save time. You'll be able to, um, sell more. You'll have time to learn, um, the dispute process as well. So, I mean, the fact that you're outsourcing to score doesn't mean that you're obligated to give us all your, all of your clients. I mean, you can learn the process mm -hmm. and if you have one or two clients that you rather work on yourself, you can do that as well. Right. Um, but yes, out, outsourcing is, is a very good option for companies and, you know, doing the dispute process the right way and making sure that it just takes a load off your shoulders. It you definitely know, does. You don't have to worry about. Um, and the good thing is that with us, you receive updates. So when we work on a client, not only will the client get an update whenever their their round is processed, but you will get that same update as well. So that way you'll uh, be on top of everything as soon as it happens. Of course, yes, you, you'll get that, you know, each each time we finish processing a file, you know, you'll get an update, you know what it is. So you can see it inside uh, of the system, but it's always good to have, you know, a backup document that you can just refer to and yeah. say, you know, this is what happened. This is where you stand at the moment, uh, you know, and instead of you having right. to kind of go in and figure that out yourself, it, it's going to be mm -hmm. available for you and, and, it really streamlines it and it makes it easier for you or your customer service representatives to be able to do any follow-ups what they have or what they have to do with their with your clients yeah yeah and and, and it's kind of it's a way it's the way we notify you so even though in that email you get that update that notice of a kind of update like we call it it which is a, a review letter with information about what happened with the round or, or the file. I mean, if you want to see more details, you can just, okay, this is for this client because it's identified, obviously. Yep. Then you can go to your system and then look up, pull up the client's file and then really review it in case a client calls or you would like to discuss it with them, however your process is on, on follow-up with clients. Right, right. So it, it really streamlines it just um, like Jemaida said before, it just makes it a lot easier for you to, to really focus on what you need to focus and, and, and not have to just um, focus just on, on the speed process, which does take a lot of time. Yeah. So I mean, Jasmine, uh, having said all that we have discussed here, um, who would be a good candidate for outsourcing in your opinion? So for me, everyone would be a, a a good candidate, but um, I really feel that it's very beneficial for, for startups and for small businesses, mm -hmm. people that, you know, that have between maybe 50 to hundred or 200 clients a month. Um, mm -hmm. Once you're make, once you have, I say over five, 500 clients, outsourcing probably wouldn't be something for you because now you have the resources to hire your own processing team. Right. Mm -hmm. But um 
but it would inquire the same thing. You would have to train them. You would have to take out of the time to do all of that. So really, if you're uh, starting up and you don't have a lot of clients and you don't have over 500 clients, it's something that it's really good to consider because then instead of hiring processing staff, you can hire sales representatives, you can hire a customer Mm -hmm. service representative. And instead of having maybe, you know, if you have 200 clients, maybe having four or five processors, you can have four or five sales representatives that they're all bringing in sales. And, um, you know, really, I think that that should uh, be something, you know, that uh, type of, of client base or, or company should focus on. If, if you're a small business, definitely consider outsourcing, um, right? If you're a really big business, it's something you can consider also. But um, right there, you have the resources, like I said. But, you know, if you're starting yeah. up and don't have over 500 clients, outsource. It's going to save you time, headaches, payroll, a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it's, it's really more of just kind of weighing out what your cost is going to be, um, you know, having your own team versus outsourcing to a, to a separate team. Right. Um, and, and on top of that, you know, we provide you know, customer service to you. So if you have any Mm -hmm. questions, concerns regarding any of your files, it's not like we just process and that's it. We, you know, you can contact us, we can schedule calls, review your clients with you, go over any questions or concerns that you have. Um, You know, and we keep, we keep you in the loop, like Jemida messaged with that document that we sent out to you and to your clients, letting you guys know what's going on uh, with, with the the process or, or what was done and what should be, um, what should we look for next or, you know, how to maintain proactive credit repair and stuff like that. So um, really like I, I would definitely um, recommend anyone that doesn't have more than 500 clients consider outsourcing. So, but in the end, it's beneficial for everyone. Like you said, I mean, if you're, oh, a, small, yeah. if you're a small company, it's, it would be good for you because you, you wouldn't have to um, like, you said hire people, hire processing staff, training processing staff, and then supervising that right. the processing staff is doing the work correctly. Right. And, so you and, would need to have a supervisor on hand mm-hmm. all the time because you need to make sure that work is getting out and being done uh, properly. And, and you have to have, yeah, and you have to have a quality control area also. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need to have someone when they're when these letters are printing out, verifying the final mm-hmm. product, verifying right. that all of these letters are actually um, that they look good, that there's no um, discrepancy between documentation. So Mm -hmm. you you have to consider all those options. You have to have, you know, your processing team, your uh, quality control team, and then you have to have your supervising team. You kind of take care of all of that. So those are the things um, that you really have to to look for, like Jemaita is mentioning. Yeah, so it's it's not just okay. I create the letters and that's it. No, it, right. it, it, It's it's a whole process. I mean, the processing staff, the sales rep, you input the the customer's information. You close the deal. Once you close the deal, you need to start the processing um, part of the of the service. Then the process take the processor takes in. They do the dispute letters, and then the QA needs to verify that letter. If there's any errors, they need to send it back to the processing staff so that they can fix it. Right. And then review again and then um, mail out. out. So that's envelopes, that's paper, that's stamps. Um, Now that uh, to mention that to the post office, (laughs) there's a lot to it. (laughs) And I mean, one thing that we do that works for us, our envelopes are handwritten. I mean, they they were being handwritten so that's something that works for us so if you want to do that that's an additional job yeah because maybe you have to have just mm -hmm. a staff member writing envelopes and Mm -hmm. if you know and and that is is very time consuming i can tell you you have staff just sitting down writing (laughs) envelopes you know just writing um handwritten envelopes with different penmanship different so you know you have Mm -hmm. to have different staff members come in and, and, you know, write these envelopes for you or, or different, you know, find what works for you, but you you have to think about all of those uh, Mm -hmm. points to it. Not just, Oh, like Joanna said, not just creating letters and okay. Printing out and mailing. 
it, it comes with a lot more work to it afterwards. Yes. So, so if you sit down and you take a pen and paper and you note down everything that you need to have a full dispute process in your business and you're just starting, it it's more it's beneficial for you. I mean, it's easier, it's simpler to just outsource. I mean, outsourcing, the way we work is if we process your file, it's $35 for a basic round versus all of these things that we have mentioned. You have processing staff, that's payroll. You payroll. have to mm -hmm. printers, ink, paper, stamps, envelopes, supervisors. Uh, so we're, we're talking at least if you get, if you're starting, you can get one processor. Maybe you can supervise that processor, but that takes time from you from selling. So you would need someone else to print and stuff and do the trips to the post office. So that's two additional people, two payrolls, but benefits or, or whatever is required based on your state. Right. Plus all, all the miscellaneous um, expenses. So I think it's a little bit more than $35. So, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Because I mean, if you have some, if you have people on payroll, you know, they're working, let's say minimum, let's, let's say they're working part-time for you, part -time. right? They're, 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 say they're only working five hours a day. Well, let's say you're paying them $15 an hour. That, that's already, and then you have someone else doing somewhere else. And then you have to have, you know, uh, transportation you have to have insurance on on that transportation also because you know if they're traveling out of the mm -hmm. office and a company vehicle there has to be insurance on it so you have to cover all of those costs too um, mm -hmm. because the employee still is in your you know, clocked in right so they have to be yeah. insured while they're they're out running uh, the company errands which would be you know heading to the post office and doing all the mailing so you have to take all of those things into consideration when you're starting up your processing team um, mm -hmm. and, and making sure that, you know, is it beneficial for me? It, what mm -hmm. would be the, the cost rate to it? Is it more expensive to do it on my own versus outsourcing? And in reality, it is going to be more expensive doing it yourself versus just paying for the disputes to be done. You paid for it and then it's done and over. You don't have to worry about doing all mm -hmm. that back end work, worrying about security features, worrying about quality control, worrying about insurances or, any, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to transportation or anything like that, because that that's something that you outsource to us and we have all of all of our um all of our process set up and all of that set up already. Right. And, and just like Jasmine mentioned previously, I mean, if you have any doubts or questions of what happened with this client or why did I receive this, you just, um, since we provide software, you have a chat inside the software, you have email addresses, you have phone lines. So whoever doesn't pick up the phone can answer the chat or if you want to send an email, there's different ways that you can contact us and there's different ways. I mean, we will assist you. We have customer service. It's not like Jasmine says, um, it's not just here's a client with disputed and that's it. No, yeah. we will be in touch with you in to answer any doubts or questions that you have. And speaking of benefits um, also, I mean, we talked about the, the small companies or the solopreneurs, but I think that big companies can also take advantage of it because uh, we have our prices varies depending on the volume of clients. So if you have 500 clients, like the example that you said earlier, if you have 500 clients to dispute, you need a pretty big um, processing team. team. Yes, so, you do. That's um, at least five processors, let's say, to handle the volume. That's five uh, employees that you need to pay for uh, full time. Full time. Plus all the other things that I mentioned for printing, for stuffing, for et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and all, the, and all that goes up because the more yeah, volume, the more, the more, like everything, the, the more expenses yes, you're going to need. The more, more. expenses. And, yep. and, and so if, if you outsource to a company that already has its processes um, established, I mean, we can handle the volume. We've had bigger volumes than that um, oh yeah yeah so and the prices 
will go down. I mean, I believe that right now, if you have over 250 clients, the price goes down to 30, I think it is. Yep. To $30. If you have over 300, I think it is, or 350, it goes down a little bit more and so on. So if even if you're a big company, outsourcing is a good option as well, because you will save money. And that's something that everyone likes, saving money. Yes. So, uh, and prices are always negotiable. So even if you're a big right. company, you, we can. it's something that we mm-hmm. can always uh, negotiate. It's like everything. Right. You can we can sit down and talk numbers and and establish you know a, a good number for you and a good number for us um, that we can meet halfway when you have a, a high volume like that and like Jomita mentioned we 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 can handle the the volume yeah you you can give us one client and we'll process it for you and you can send us the next day 300 clients and we'll process them for you in a timely fashion so it, you don't never have to worry about when you're just, you know, if we can handle the volume or if the disputes are going to come out on time, they will come out on time because we are highly trained and highly equipped to be able to handle uh, the dispute process and, and get all those accounts out for you. So really we, we like big and small, your big Mm -hmm. company, you can bring in all your volume. If you're a small company, we'll bring in your volume and we'll take care of you the same exact way, you know, and, and all of our clients are equal regardless of your volume. Mm -hmm. And we'll give you the same service that we would give someone with one client, like the someone we would give to 500 clients. Right. And I mean, I think the bottom line is outsourcing is beneficial. I mean, it it saves the two most important things that we have money and time. So who doesn't like to save money and time, you know, so it, no matter how big or small your company is, outsourcing is for you yes and you should always consider outsourcing not just in credit repair but in other things too you mm-hmm. know um you know credit re- if you're in other industries always consider outsourcing also and find a company that works for you to be mm-hmm. able to help you know manage the load especially if if you know you're a small team or even if you're a big team sometimes <clears throat> having you know um someone else giving you that 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 support in that hand mm-hmm. is it's always going to be helpful for you right right sometimes that that is one uh that is key to success yes you know, knowing when to delegate yes and that's what i call buying time right we only have 24 hours in a day mm-hmm. and if we could do everything that we wanted to do in 24 hours then then hey that would be great but sometimes we we can't do everything all on our own or, you know, um, or don't have the funds to be able to do everything, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or have the, the big team that we, that we want to have. So outsourcing is going to buy you that time, especially, um, you know, if, if you're starting off, you're buying extra time. So that way you can focus on what you need to focus and let someone else take care of what you don't have the time to do. Yeah. And it's not like, for example, it's not like, if you agree to outsource today, you're obligated to outsource or uh, forever or that we will um, you will lose the software if you don't outsource. No, outsourcing is um, an additional service aside from the software. So you can outsource for a while. And then if you decide not to outsource, you can just cancel the services. No hard feelings. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's beneficial. So why not? I think the question is why not outsource? Right, right. Okay, I think, I think we covered everything that we needed to cover about this subject. If you have um, more questions or are interested in outsourcing services, and you want to know a little bit more, you can go to scoreceo.com, check out our software, and um, you can contact us and we'll um, get you started. Yeah, we'll get you uh, squared away. We have a, a process in place for it. So you just reach out to us and, you know, we'll, we'll definitely... Um, explain to you the complete process and hand and you know and guide you through the whole process it's not like okay we did this and that's it 
you know, uh, we'll guide you through the complete process and um, something I call like handholding, we will handhold you through, through the complete process until you fully understand what the process is and how it works fully. And, and, you know, we'll make sure that, that, that you really know what, what needs to be done or, or what doesn't need to be done mm-hmm. to ensure that, that things run smoothly. Yeah. And the good thing about our company is that, like Jasmine mentioned at the beginning of of the podcast, we were both um, processors. So anyone who assists you is a knowledgeable person and will be able to help you. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Everyone here is is fully trained and capable of answering any of your questions. Even if you send an email, you know, um, and whoever sees it's going to be able to to assist you and someone, you know, will schedule a call with you and we can definitely sit down and go over it more in detail. So that's uh, when it comes to, to the customer service with, with the processing um, department, you are going to be attended um, all the time to be answering all of your, your questions and needs. Yes, indeed. So I think this is all for today. And it was Really good being here again, Jasmine. Yes, I really enjoyed doing these podcasts with you, Jemida. We, <laughs> we've been um, growing into this, so <laughs> we definitely um, are are excited to continue to be able to provide you guys with the knowledge that that we have, and and you know, just streamline different topics that that will help mm-hmm. not just um, entrepreneurs but anyone really that's either interested in starting a business or just um, wanting to know more about different different industries or different topics because we just don't discuss yeah. uh, credit either we discuss other things also yeah so it, it would be good that if if anyone listening has a specific topic they would like us to talk about uh, just send it to us and We'll work towards that. Yes, of course. Yeah, feel free to, you know, you can leave a comment in, in the podcast section or you can just send us a, an email to support at scoring.com, visit our chat, however, and we'll definitely take into consideration all of those podcasts and, and organize them so that way we can be able to, uh, you know, provide those for you and, and really just give you guys um, our intake on 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 all those questions and and topics that you guys want to hear about. Right. So this is all for today. I guess we'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you, Jemida. Well, it was great uh, being on here again. So we'll see you guys all in the next one.